We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. All right, these nights, they just go by so quick. Welcome to Overnight America. I am going to open things up if you want to give us a call. And I do want to talk about the vaccine line and teachers in Los Angeles. Some people are actually uh, getting ready to protest the school lockdowns, which continue. And then there's one school system in Philadelphia that seems to be thriving right now. It's Catholic schools. And there was a story about it in Philadelphia media. We'll talk about that, too. But before we do that, Terry has been holding on. Welcome to Overnight America, Terry. Hello. (laughs) How you been? Hey, you know, as as well as can be expected. (laughs) Okay, so you're you're tame. That's good. So what's going on? What's what's new? Well, I don't know. I I, I think that you have a lot. You have a lot to say that that I that I want to talk about. Okay, Um, so you called in. Pick one of them and we'll talk about it. Well, then give me one of them. Okay, so what you called in without knowing what you wanted to say? You just called in oh, for the company. Oh no, I mean, I, I have I have many things that I want to say. I mean, okay, yeah, so pick I, one. This is how it works. You have to when you call in. There's normally something that is on your mind, well, something I, I said or something you didn't talk about or whatever. You, you talk about. Oh my god. I mean, just give just give just give me one. <sighs> Okay, here's here's what Just I'll talk about. We haven't one. actually brought this up on the show. Now, I, I know your history, Terry, um, and I know in the past you've talked about uh, your struggles with homelessness in the past, and just recently there's that one park that was opened up with all of the uh, small homes, the tiny homes that are meant to be temporary housing for the homeless. What do you think of that? You know, well, I'm going to say, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say the word because it's absolutely... Why don't you like the tiny homes? Because, because, why? Because, well, because nobody wants them and, and, and they're, they're, they're being obstinate and, you know, yeah. What do you mean, why? Okay. Okay. Thanks, Terry. I, I just don't know where you're going with this. So, how about this? Um, if you want to call in, you can, but you have to, you, you have to bring something up when you call. You, we got to, you know, you, you can't just say, okay, tell me what you want to talk about, and then I'll go in that direction. If you want to call in and 
here's the thing. You got to bring something to me. We can discuss it. That's fine. Uh, 314-436-7900. Yeah, those tiny homes I thought were a good investment, the use of some of the COVID money. If, as far as, from what I understand, the idea is it's going to be very difficult to stop the spread of COVID if you have a lot of transitional homeless that are getting around and they don't have a way to separate themselves or they don't have room or whatever it is, and they're continuing to spread this stuff stuff on the street, this at least gets them off their feet, gets them around private quarters. They can at least go out and try to make something for themselves, go out job interviews, things like that. And then they don't have to worry about trying to uh, rough it in a tent or whatever else in the cold weather. So it's a nice thing that I think will be of great use for hopefully a lot of years, as long as these things are maintained and properly taken up. It seems to be a, a good thing for the city of St. Louis. So I don't really have a problem with it, but, um, I don't know. Maybe you do. So if you guys want to call in 314-436-7900, but that's not really what I was going to talk about. It's just, you know, Terry left the door open. And I remember she told me in the past that she struggled with that. So I thought it'd be interesting. So I saw this one story over at KMOX.com. And the question is, where do teachers fit in when it comes to the vaccine? And there's other stories that have been circulating that talk about how people have drove miles and miles and miles. You know, they'll go an hour where they can get a vaccine down in Cape Girardeau or longer than an hour, you know, in some of these surrounding counties because they could get on the waiting list there and they're welcome to, and they don't mind traveling because they're part of this vulnerable pop, uh, population, but they can't get it locally here. And some people are wondering with the push to open up schools, because we want to get the kids at least some experience, some education. However, um, since they're, we're at the tail end of the school year, you would think the teachers would be able to get in there pretty quickly. So here's the story out of um, KMOX.com. Missouri has no plans to move teachers higher on the list for COVID-19 vaccinations, focusing on those that are older people and those with serious illnesses, according to the health director, which uh, brought this up last week. So the answer for a lot of people when it comes to these guidelines is you're going to have to wait your turn. When I think about frontline workers, people that are in front of the public, I think about police officers, firefighters, EMS are important because they're the ones that can't help but get in contact with other people. I think about teachers in this sense because what they're going to do is be around a lot of children who are going to go back and put these uh, and travel back into families, things like that. Now, if you're in a store, not to diminish anyone that works at a grocery store, you're wearing your mask, you're probably socially distancing, and you're only in proximity with the worker for a short amount of time, which would be the amount of time you're in the checkout line. And then again, there's normally a plexiglass or some other protection for the people that are working at grocery stores. If you're a school teacher, you're in the same room around a lot of different kids, and those kids are close to each other, even though there might be plexiglass on the desks or whatever it might be to try to separate the kids from each other, you as a teacher are going to be in close proximity. Thus, I feel like they should be at least at that priority level in up and up there because trying to get these kids back to school need to be a top priority right now in places across the country. And some places have done it very effectively leading up to where we are. Uh, Philadelphia, for example, there was a story out of a WHYY that said in-person classes, they have old buildings, things are working, almost no COVID. What are they doing right? The Catholic schools in Philadelphia are just knocking it out of the park. Parents are happy. Teachers are happy. What are they doing right? And how can we replicate that? Maybe we'll talk about that after the break too. But when it comes about uh, schools, when it comes about trying to fight COVID, getting the teachers vaccinated, you think, would be one of those priorities that you would be allowed to bump up the list, I think at least. Uh, let's go to Bob real quick. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. 
I want to talk Hi, about the school. I want to talk about the schools. I've got fifteen grandchildren, and all of them are going to school in the various states. Five of them live in Missouri, three in Indiana, two in Virginia, and seven in Connecticut. They're all going to school. They've been going to school since last year. I don't understand mm-hmm. all this. There's certain states or certain cities that don't want to go to school, but there's been no problems with the schools. They've been going mostly full-time. Some of them have been going virtual some of the time, but for the most part, they go to school full-time, no issues. They wear masks. It's not a problem. I don't know why some people are making it a problem when it's not a problem. It shouldn't be a problem. You have a lot of grandkids. Bob, how many kids do you have? Well, it's a... We got married later after we both had other kids, so five uh, five children. Okay, so us. you Brady bunched it, so you brought in the kids from other marriages. Yeah, yes. And okay, they're and all they, doing fine. they all they're had all going kids. To and, wow, no issues. Most of the teachers have not been vaccinated, and that has not been an issue. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why. Yeah, some of these it has states, not. Right. some of these schools are making a big deal out of. They just don't want to teach. They don't want to go to school. I don't understand it. It's hurting the kids, and there's right. no reason we I have to make such a big yeah. deal out of it. I get it. All right, Bob, good call. Thank you for your uh, comments there. And I look at different states, like California is one of them. They don't want to send the kids back to school, and some people are wondering if they'll ever get back to school. They're gonna, You know how much experience these kids are losing and how far behind they're falling because of what we're doing to them? Some kids are on track and are doing fine, while those are the ones that are not doing fine are the ones that are, seem to be held back, the ones that they won't allow to go back into the system, the ones that seem to be excelling are the ones that have the most experience, the most time inside of that classroom. And that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. That needs to be taken into consideration. We'll take some more of your calls coming up after the break. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Okay, I got a email from a listener, David, who is writing in from the Toronto, Canada area. And he was just listening to us and he said he's an occasional listener, but he listens to our talk between Canada on Sunday nights and he wanted to correct something that was brought up yesterday, which I just brought up about traveling to Canada. And this was at the very end of the last hour. He said, I'm an occasional listener. I hear your crosstalks. Uh, he listens on 640 AM in Toronto. He says KMOX signal can reach there about 90 minutes east of Toronto. And unfortunately, it fades out for a minute or two and then comes back in strong. Isn't that amazing how KMOX can reach 90 minutes east of Toronto? That's pretty far away. It's just remarkable. It's uh, it's amazing to think we have listeners in Georgia and Philadelphia. And if you think about the radius of how that would swing and if you continue to go, I guess, to the north, Eventually, you're going to hit close to that area once you cross the border. But said so I heard you and John talking about Canada's quarantine hotels last night and unfortunately overstated the outrageous rates charged to travelers for a mandatory three-day stay while COVID testing is completed. He gave you the uh, impression that these quarantines were $2,000 per night. The actual still crazy charges are $2,000 per person for all three nights. Wow. So that's 600 and some dollars per person per night. So $2,000 per person for all three nights. 
So if you're traveling with a family, <laughs> that doesn't make it any better. So 2000 total to stay in a $666 hotel room. He said, I saw in the morning, someone pointed out to John on Twitter about 30 minutes after your conversation. And John stated on Twitter that he had stated an on-air correction. Of course, after it was brought up on our airwaves here, it would be impossible for him to correct it. See, I didn't know this, but I'm glad that uh, David gave us a message and said, hey, uh, I wanted to let you know, just so you don't uh, bring that back up. But still, that's expensive, way too expensive, having to pay $600 a night in a hotel. Man, what kind of uh, place could you stay in? You know, I don't normally stay in fancy hotels, but there was a time when $100 a night was a fancy hotel, and now a cheap hotel is $100 a night. Isn't that crazy how that works out? A good hotel room, you're looking at, what, $150, $200 a night? You're a tightwad. No! Things have changed a lot. When I was a kid, if when you were looking around, a cheap hotel was like $40 a night. That was the... I don't know if I want to stay there. Questionable hotel. Now today, $100 is like, yeah, we're going to put you in a place and the windows might not lock. So we jammed it with a broom handle. And no, you know, it's, it's, the, and that's like the best you could find anymore. I, no wonder why so many different people are looking at different places to stay. They're just skipping that altogether and going to Airbnbs and risking that there's a camera installed that they don't know about it inside of that Airbnb. 314-436-7900. One text message came in. Teachers need the vaccine just about as much as doctors and nurses. They're going to be around people all the time. Please let them have it first. I'm okay with the teachers getting in and getting the vaccine. I have no problem with that, actually. The point being is that they got to work, period. There shouldn't be a condition for them to go back to work, meaning that uh, they should hold out until they get the vaccine before they start working. I think they should be working. I think they found a way to do it safely. Um, I don't feel like you're putting them in harm's way teaching without a vaccine, but still, I think you should put a priority on it. So part of this example, this is from WHYY in Philadelphia, and it said, in-person classes, old buildings, almost no COVID, are Philly Catholic schools a blueprint? So they go through some of the numbers. They say, according so far, there have been no in-school transmissions, and they've been going to school in person through the whole year. Wait a minute. So all the kids in the same classrooms without having to upgrade anything in the because I'm looking at some of the pictures. They have desks that the kids would normally sit at, not your traditional one person type of desk. And, you know, open it up and they put the books inside or whatever it is. But these are like long tables. And what they have are these what looks like these science fair. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a three-fold type of display that are blocking them off. But instead of there being a solid background, it's one of the walls are clear so you can see through to the person sitting on the other side. Kids are wearing masks. They look happy. They look like they're just lucky to be out of the house and they're not stuck in the whole time. So of all the different schools and all the different Catholic schools, they have reported there has been zero in-school transmissions. That is awesome. Archdiocese of Philadelphia share the same geographic as a lot of the different public schools. Most of them in other public schools in the system regions uh, share sectors. So they're on similar budgets. They're in similar places, similar conditions, similar kids, all of these things. They say that they're going to hold classes until June to try to make up for some of the problems. But that's kind of close to when the kids would be in school anyway, right? June. 
This is good news. I don't know how this relates to some of the Catholic schools here in the St. Louis region. I was looking at one of our sister station, uh, Annie Fry, who's on 97.1. She tweeted that she sends her kids to Catholic school, and they've had zero issues with it either. My son uh, has been going on one of those mixed schedules, meaning that they've been sometimes virtual, sometimes in person, and they've had zero issues. I think that they're, uh, you know, when you go and drop them off to go to school, they take the temperature, you know, they make sure all the kids are wearing the masks, they do all the precautions, they wipe things down. And it's sad because I tell my son this is not normal. This wasn't what it was like when I was going to school. I wasn't scanned for my temperature. I didn't have to, you know, I got to sit and talk to my friends at lunch and they can't do that because, you know, they got to separate each other. There's no time for them. Plus, uh, when the mask is off, they don't want them being close to each other. When they're outside playing, they play tag, but they can't play a lot of other things that mean close contact. And then again, there's a time when the gym teacher comes out and says, all right, everyone spread out. You're allowed to take your mask off for a couple minutes and breathe the fresh air. And then the kids are just out there doing their thing for a few minutes alone to breathe fresh air. It's, it's sad. It's depressing. No, son, this is not what it was like when I was growing up. When I was growing up, we'd go outside and play football or soccer or basketball or whatever it was at the school. We used to sit next to our friends at lunch and talk about whatever we wanted to. We used to play games, you know, anything you could think of. There was no restriction and it was great. And then again, I still didn't want to go back to school. He couldn't realize he's he, maybe he's too young to understand at the age of six that at a certain point, some kids just uh, they enjoy a day off and they love their summer vacation. There's nothing better than having no responsibility, uh, no homework, no teachers, no nothing. That was a great time. The amount of freedom that a kid would have today after sitting out on the sidelines, being forced to stay away from their friends, not being able to visit, not being able to go in person. Now it's like they can't wait to get back to school because it's the only opportunity for them to see their friends. And he's kind of like that right now. This maybe gives him a better appreciation for the school experience. And maybe that's uh, for the best. Why not? But right now with schools, I, I think they should. I have no problem with them bumping up the priority when it comes to teachers. Get them the vaccine if they want. A few other things I want to get to. I saw this real quick, and I, I might as well just bring this up. They're going to be protesting in Los Angeles. And because their schools haven't gone back yet, they really want to make sure that these kids are getting the best education uh, possible. And on Fox and Friends, I saw this. They're actually organizing a sit-in when it comes to Zoom. And they're saying, teachers, you're not listening to us. Get these kids back to school. Well, what we've learned over the past um, few weeks is that, or probably many months, is that parents have very little voice in this whole situation. Um, we don't have a seat at the table when it comes to the negotiations um, between LAUSD and UTLA. And so um, we've been trying, you know, the standard like calling and voicemails and emails, but um, it's not working. And so um, I'm part of a group of just parents who are just really frustrated. And we're like, what can we possibly do? And so we said, you know, let's try a zoom out. And, and one of the things I think is so great about it is it's, it's going to give feedback to LAUSD and UTLA that they are not providing an education for our children. Yeah. And she goes on and says a little bit more, but that's an interesting point. Why don't parents have a say in this? And if you're living in a district where they won't allow the kids to go to school or there's no compromise for it or they're forced out, even though the parents want the kids to go to school, doesn't that make you feel pretty useless as a parent, as in you have no involvement in your own kid's education? 
That's pretty sad. And he's, she's exactly right. How much do you think the school teachers unions, uh, the te- I should say the teachers unions, places like Chicago uh, that you saw you had problems or places like Los Angeles and California and a lot of these major cities are taking advantage of the situation? How many of them do you think are all of them, the ones that are still holding out? And what does that mean for the parents, the kids, uh, the collateral damage in all of this have already been damaged and you can't reverse that. This is a dangerous uh, time for a kid's education to fall behind. We don't want them to have to all repeat classes, do we? I don't. We're going to take a look at your weather coming up right after the break, too. Um, Here's a few things. The House panel has now pushed forward Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID aid bill. What does that mean, too? And I saw this online. If you haven't filed your taxes, you better do it pretty quick, and there's a reason for it. That's coming up after the break. I'll tell you why on Overnight America KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Cardinal Spring Training is underway in Jupiter, Florida. And KMOX's Mike Claiborne is covering it all. Hear his daily reports, mornings and afternoons, and on Cardinals Open Live. Sponsored in part by Norm's Bargain Barn and Wilkie Windows. On your voice in the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. So Chuck Schumer came out and said, pass the stimulus bill. What are you, heartless? Uh, you terrible, lousy Republicans. Americans need this money right away. And then you started to realize some of the things that were jammed in there. So animal COVID studies. So $300 million of taxpayer money going to the agricultural department to survey animals. Or, oh, hey, how about this? Big thing. Hey, get that federal minimum wage up by 2025. They want to put that in COVID. Uh, bill. So part of this is uh, to help fund that. And money going to schools, I saw this online too. The money would be deferred to 2022. It wouldn't even be used this year. So they're talking about more money for schools, but not now. Student loan outreach, $91 million to help prepare for uh, money to give to students and borrowers as financial aid. So again, things that don't have anything to do with fighting COVID disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. They said that the agricultural department uh, should provide a payment equal to the outstanding debt of each disadvantaged farmer or rancher 
So it's supposed to help with the discriminatory barriers preventing socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. So another billion dollars would go to outreach for mediation. <laughs> Isn't that great? So does that mean lawyers? Um, fine arts and museums, 135 million for a national endowment of arts, national endowment for humanitarians. Uh, that's 135 million, 200 million for the Institute of Museum and Library Services. Come on now. I, I would really like to know. How, it, go ahead, stretch it if you really have to. Tell me how that fights COVID. Native American languages, $10 million to preserve and maintain Native American languages. If you can give me your best reasoning of why that is necessary to fight COVID, you tell me. Family planning, which could include abortions, $50 million for that. Um, global health, $750 million in order to send money uh, overseas to try to help other countries when it comes to this. Okay. Health surveillance, $500 million to support public health data and an infrastructure to spy on you, or they call it surveillance. The airline industry, $15 billion. So go ahead and tell me again how that is fighting COVID. But Chuck Schumer, he is just so on this right now. So this week, the House is marking up the $1.9 trillion COVID bill. Then the Senate will. The bills are very similar. I've had a lot of say in these bills, and I'm always fighting for New York in these bills. There will be good state and local aid up to three. three there will be $350 billion of state and local aid, 60% to the state, 40% to the cities, including New York City, getting money directly. Oh, this scares me, too. Think about where the aid went when in the county here in St. Louis. Think about all the wasted spending that St. Louis County put forward. And on top of that, the accounting for the spending, not forthright, because what do they say? We're in such a dire need. We should just be able to push things around without trying to talk to the rest of the county council. We're just going to push this through and do this and that. How much is unaccounted for still? How much money went into building a permanent facility morgue in Earth City that we don't even know is being used right now? How much money went to blocking off hotels in wings of hotels that never were used. In fact, they were giving these uh, rooms to homeless people, if anyone, room here, room there. And how many months went by? And you know, who knows if they're still spending money? on How much wasted money did they have here when it comes to spending? Oh, yeah, don't forget Wesley Bell, the uh, a circuit attorney over in the county. He also had a really big need to fight COVID by hanging up flat screen TVs in his office. It was such a dire need for us to fight COVID by putting up flat screen TVs all across and spending, you know, tens of thousands for that. Isn't that something where we, this is the type of spending in the County that they're going to be pushing for. And Chuck Schumer wants to see continue. How is that fighting COVID money directly? That should be of huge help with their budget crises. We have money to reopen schools. The goal is that every school be fully open in September and open safely and that many schools open before that. Over the total between the last bill and this bill will be $240 billion for schools. There will be more money for rental assistance. Um, in the last bill, there was about $1.3 billion that went to New York. Here, there will be another billion dollars for people who lost their jobs and would lose their homes, be homeless, if not uh, for that. And we also put $5 billion in to find shelter for the homeless. As you, we all know in New York, the homeless problem has gotten worse. This is a very strong bill. I do not, I hope it will get some Republican support. 
But if it doesn't, as Democrats, we have to pass it anyway with all 50 votes. It's vital to the future of our city, our state, our country. All right. So it's vital that we, as trying to fight COVID, uh, study animals for $300 million. It's vital that we try to give $135 million for a museum here, $135 million here, $200 million here. It's vital that we spend $10 million on preservation and maintenance of languages of Native Americans. It's imp- we need $10 million for that. We need uh, $50 million for money that could go towards abortions. We need $500 million so the health department, the uh, CDC can use it for surveillance. We need to make sure the airline industry gets billions. We need to make sure that $750 million goes out across the border to other countries. This and that and this and that, blah, blah, blah. No. If you're Chuck Schumer and you're standing up and saying these things, put a bill together that includes none of that. This is ridiculous. So it actually the House Budget Committee on Monday passed President Biden's plan for the relief along a party uh, line vote 19 to 16. The bill must be marked up by the House Rules Committee before consideration on the House floor. They say likely on Friday or Saturday, and they say it's a race against time. Uh, The bill includes fourteen hundred dollars stimulus checks, extensions to emergency unemployment benefits. Uh, funding for vaccinations and testing. See, vaccinations and testing, that's fine. I don't think people are going to flinch with the idea of sending money for vaccinations and testing. I don't think people are going to flinch right now. As as much as we don't uh, think we need the stimulus checks right now, I think at some point people are like, you know, if you're going to include it, I understand it, but I don't think we need it. But this other stuff, all the other junk that they're throwing in there, that's the stuff that we look at. Any average in any person that... It, it, even cares about trying to fight COVID would look at that and say, that doesn't help a thing. This is just partisan stuff that you're trying to jam in there. And you put this, you dangle this little bit of uh, $1,400 stimulus check in front of us. and You think we're going to dance for you for it. That's nonsense. This is a joke. Uh, how about this? We haven't even spent all of the money from the last COVID bill. We still have money left over that we haven't spent. We're already trying to pass another $1.9 trillion. Uh, ranking member from Missouri, Jason Smith, said this is the wrong plan at the wrong time for all the wrong reasons, pointing out $350 billion in state and local aid that he said would encourage more lockdowns. So do you want that? Uh, are you looking forward to that? Do you want more lockdowns? Because this is how you encourage more lockdowns by states that continue to have high restrictions say, great, um, I guess we don't need Revenue. I guess we don't need any encouragement to try to open things back up because good old Uncle Sam is just going to keep uh, paying our way. They'll be our sugar daddy. <laughs> Uncle Sam's our sugar daddy. That's how local. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's how places like St. Louis County look at it. Or if you're in California, Los Angeles or New York or some of these large metropolitan cities that have the most restrictions still in place right now, they look at Uncle Sam as their sugar daddy. <laughs> It's sad. I shouldn't be laughing at this, but that's the best analogy I could possibly think of. So I wanted to bring this up real quick, (laughs) too. If you haven't filed your taxes, you should do that. So if you're looking at the way that they're trying to force this and if it's going to be a party line forcing vote, if this is going to be something that is going to um, if if this is really going to hurt um, local areas, but they're going to push it through anyway because all the Democrats want it and some Republicans will cross over and, and, and give it. You have to realize that you on an individual level are helpless and you can't do anything about it. So this is what they say you should do. 
file your taxes as fast as possible. And let me give you a couple of examples of why you should do that. If your status has changed from 2019 when you filed your 19 taxes, this is important. If they're going to put another stimulus down and you want to be able to benefit from the that stimulus with the changes in your family or yourself, then do it immediately because what they're going to do is look at the last taxes filed to the IRS. Now, if the last taxes filed are your 2020 taxes, then that's how they would handle it. So for me personally, we had a child last year. So when I filed my 2020 taxes this year, they ask you a lot of these different online tax preparation websites or whatever, how much money did you actually get from the government last year when it came to stimulus? And you type in the total number and they say, okay, you were eligible for this much because, well, we had a baby. And because she was born last year, she was eligible for both of those stimulus payments, but she didn't receive them because, you know, she wasn't filed on her taxes at that point. So then they say, okay, then we get to add this onto your taxes this year. If you want to participate in this, file your taxes, make sure they're up to date. And that way, if there are any changes that would make you eligible for some of the stimulus money, you'll be able to get it right away. That's good. Consequently, if something else has changed and you're not eligible anymore, that could be a problem too. So that's why you'd want to be able to get this so the government doesn't come knocking at your door later and say, well, actually you took this money when you shouldn't have because things change when you file for your 2021 taxes next year. How'd you like to owe a bunch of money to the government? Good luck with that. I don't want that to happen. I want to prevent that. So make sure you got your taxes filed sooner than later if there were any changes. Or if you have an update when it comes to your banking or you have an update when it comes to your address, things like that. So they make sure they're sending this stuff to the right place. That's how you're really going to help uh, the situation because they can get these things out pretty quick. It's unclear which Americans would qualify in, under this plan for the stimulus. It could mean like the, the you know, 75,000, it could be whatever it is, you know, couples earning less than 150,000, whatever it is, could be eligible for this sort of thing. But then again, there's other plans that have been put out there, even some Biden plans that we're looking at upwards of $300,000 you can make as a couple and still be eligible for some of this virus funding, which is ridiculous. So that's what they're saying. File your taxes. And that way that'll really help make sure things are uh, on the uppity up. When we come back, a few things I want to uh, mention here. Americans may still need to keep their masks going in 2022, Dr. Fauci has said. And there's some other things you need to be cautious about. And what about herd immunity? We haven't heard about that for a while. Let's talk about that next on Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring. The flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. Welcome back to overnight america text message it said ryan let's hear what you would take out my good i just i named like a dozen things that should be taken out of this coronavirus spending bill i don't feel like i should have to say it four times over so thank you for your text message he said he was disappointed in my attitude because i joked about um some politicians calling uncle sam their sugar daddy but man don't trust any politician that calls uncle sam their sugar daddy Please do not. It's that's bad. It's it's uh, a bad time to be in politics when it's just nonstop. Open up the checkbook, put your hand out and say, hey, as a local government, instead of trying to fix the problems that we have here right now, how about we just, oh, I don't know, open things up and then try to get things back to normal. So we know that we can self-sustain ourselves without having to be reliant on the government constantly giving us more money that we can't afford to uh take as a country or give as a country. 
So there's a few other things I wanted to get to. Dr. Fauci said we might be wearing our masks up till 2022. That does concern me and a lot of other people. Why? Because, hey, wait a minute. I thought part of the idea of getting these vaccinations is to allow us to feel we have the protection in order to go out and engage in the public where we won't have to contract this sort of thing based on the other things that we've changed, the habits of our life, such as washing our hands, not touching our face so much, socially distancing and things. And the effectiveness of these shots, when they come out here and Pfizer brags, what, 94, 95, 96, Moderna, 95% effective, uh, even Johnson and Johnson in the 80s, but that's only with one shot. When we're talking about the effectiveness of these sort of things, and we're still talking about trying to wear a mask, um, then what's the point of getting vaccinated at that point? If the point of vaccination is to allow us to uh, try to get back to normal, get that herd immunity, protect the vulnerable, things like that, and then you're saying that we've got to keep the habits of all the things we were doing, including wearing a mask, even after that fact, that should be a little concerning to you because then it makes you wonder why. If we can't trust these vaccines to do the job that they're supposed to do, why are we taking them? Uh, Dr. Fauci, for example, uh, COVID vaccines and testing. Uh, if you have COVID, do you need one or two shots? Do we need to look at that data carefully? Um, superficially looking at it, it looks really quite impressive that if you have gotten infected and then get a single dose of the vaccine, that the, that the response you get is extraordinarily high. So when we look at all that data and then analyze it, um, I mean, obviously always do that. Whenever we get new data, look at it and see if you can have some action items as a result of that. If it holds true, we're always open to considering that in people who do get infected, that they may need only one dose. But you really want to look at the data first before you make any policy decision. Mm. Are they, though? Are, I wonder how much of the data they're actually using at this point or if the data changes so frequently that they don't update their stances on things quick enough because they've been very wishy-washy in the way that they use this data because even when there's things that contradict the data that they brought up in the past and it goes against what the policy of the Biden administration is they still stick with the Biden administration policy as opposed to where the data is pushing them and that seems to be a, a constant with the way that Dr. Fauci works I'm not saying that he's acting in bad faith what I'm saying is if you're talking about using the data then use the data because we can look at the data of how schools have been effective. You should go out there and make a strong stance, open these schools right now. That's what you should be doing. Uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, cautious with progress. The numbers are coming down, George, when you look at the daily uh, uh, curves and the seven day averages, as you're showing on the screen there, it's dramatically down with a sharp deflection. We've got to be really careful and not just say, okay, we're, we're, we're finished now, we're through it. We have variants out there that could actually set us back. I mean, fortunately, the vaccines that we are distributing now work well against the UK variant, which looks like it's becoming more dominant in this country. Wait, the UK variant? That's interesting. I thought we were against telling the origin of where it came from because how many people went crazy when you said wuhan china the originator for this china virus the wuhan virus things like that oh you're you're discriminating you're actually pretty racist if you bring it up there oh the uk variant's cool okay that's fine huh because you can name it after that but uh, not 
not the one that put this uh, virus on the world. Okay. It's becoming more dominant in this country. We have the South African variant. It's not dominant. It looks like. Oh, there it is, too. Oh, man. Dr. Fauci. Let's uh, go back into the criticisms of everyone that hates Donald Trump. And whenever he said the China virus or Wuhan virus made it sound like he was uh, the worst racist to ever live on the face of this racist planet, of this racist country of racist, racist, racist. So here's Dr. Fauci. Oh, boy. What did he say? We have the South African variant. Oh, my goodness. That means just by the way that we've seen the media play this out, they're going to be jumping on Dr. Fauci next, won't they? I mean, they're going to be nonstop 24-7 on MSNBC and CNN talking about just how terrible Dr. Fauci is for saying that. Oh, my goodness. I thought we were over this. Okay, let me just check real quick in. Oh, wait, no one cared. Oh, that's strange. So did did we stop trying to make that into an issue as soon as Biden took office? Or is it that they unfairly targeted Donald Trump nonstop? Is that just another example of it? Yeah, I think so. And it's not dominant. It looks like the 117 from the UK is going to take over as the dominant. We do have a good vaccine against that. Getting back to my comment a moment ago, George, that's more incentive to say, rather than even think about declaring victory and saying, well, we have herd immunity, we're in good shape. We've got to keep pushing and pushing because this thing could bounce back with the variants very, very quickly. We cannot declare victory because that curve is coming down so sharply. Okay. This is going to help the, the more that they can get this vaccine out there. And a lot of people are taking it as they can receive it. I mean, if we in St. Louis and the county keep hearing these stories about people that have tried to travel and they've done everything they can, they're trying and trying and trying to get this vaccine. The more we can get out here, it seems the better we will do. And it should be progressing fairly quickly. Dr. Marty Macri about herd immunity, and it could be around the corner. Could it? But I think we need to be honest. And there's a 76% reduction in daily cases, Dana, over the last six weeks. You, as a scientist, have to ask why. And we cannot explain that by vaccinated immunity. We can't explain it by a sudden change in behavior. It's natural immunity. And it's now over 50% of the population. The reason we've sort of underestimated that prevalence is that we've relied on these antibody tests that look at how many people in society have immunity, looking at antibodies, but it's not just the antibodies. It's the T cells that develop memory. It's these memory T cells. That All right. And he's making a pretty good point. So we can't just chalk up the less hospitalizations, cases and things like that just to vaccinations because that's not the case. We're finding new ways to fight this thing and it, we have become more resilient. It's amazing. This is Overnight America KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Parts. <laughs>